And we're here on the Clip Notes podcast. We got a very special interview. A good friend of mine, uh, he's probably been a friend of mine for probably about maybe 10, 12 years now in the um, sports media scene. We got Andy Meyer with us. He's now with Preps KC. Andy, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, thanks for having me on, Clifton. Uh, always a pleasure to have you on. I had to find a way really to work you on. So I messaged you and I was like, okay, what areas do you cover? And this is perfect. So um, before we get into games, um, I want to really get to know your story as far as how you got into journalism, like where your stops have been and um, how you got to, with Preps KC. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, probably I've, I've been covering community sports, uh, especially around the Northwest Missouri and Kansas City area for probably 15 years, give or take, going all the way back to when I was an intern at the St. Joe News Press. And uh, I actually am good friends with Ross Martin, who is doing fantastic work, you know, for a long time at Platte City. Well, St. Joe before that, he was the sports editor, of course, and now with PC Preps Extra, uh, he's just uh, he's just killing it there and continue to uh, provide great community coverage. Ross and I graduated high school together, and so that relationship goes uh, goes all the way uh, back to that point. And then, you know, he I, I got a, a great start and worked with a, a lot of really great people at the news press for uh, several years before uh, heading down to Smithville, and I worked at that newspaper for about five or six years, and since 2016, have been with Preps KC. So I've, it's been, I feel like I've really had a really good um, cross-section of, you know, uh, sort of community coverage. I mean, some of my favorite games and memories are covering uh, Worth County and Mount City games uh, way back in the day when, when there were some phenomenal uh, rivalries and so from eight man all the way through now to sort of classics football uh, that I'm covering I have a, an appreciation for uh, and have been you know really fortunate to cover uh, a lot of great teams and a lot of great players uh, from you know around the entire northwest Missouri area and Kansas City so uh, it's it's been a fun ride covering a lot of that stuff and you know look forward to to keep it going. Absolutely um, Andy let's get into some game action now uh, we're going to actually start with um a class that we really don't cover on the Clip Notes podcast, and that's Class Six, District Four, and that's um, Liberty and Liberty North, two teams that we really don't talk about. Liberty has been one of the top football teams in Class Six all year long. Um, Liberty North started zero and two in the season, but they actually they've been probably I'd say one of the hottest teams in the Metro when you when you look at it. Uh, so, um, Andy, just break down this game and just break down the stories of these two teams. Yeah, exactly. I, I think the, the Liberty returned uh, uh, some really good pieces from last year, but I don't know that uh, a lot of people saw them uh, starting the year as, as strongly as they did and, you know, sort of ascending to that number one spot uh, after the first few weeks of the season. Wentrick Williams III is the, you know, their, their star running back and has, uh, you know, really propelled them to so many of those victories in, in the first, you know, six weeks of the season. Uh, he then w picked up an injury and missed about a month of the, of the year, but, and they lost uh, their only game of the season to Ray more peculiar during that stretch, but have since bounced back and, uh, you know, picked right up where they, where they left off. Uh, thanks to uh, Anthony Wenson uh, is a sophomore running back who really stepped into that lead back role and did a great uh, work for them and their their defense is just uh, you know the, full of playmakers generate turnovers every single game they squeaked out the ultimate nail biter against Blue Springs 
uh, in overtime, 31 to 28, just to be able to keep their season alive and, and set up the, the district final uh, rematch against uh, Liberty North. But with Winter Williams back, he that brings a you know a to totally new dynamic that they were lacking the couple of weeks before that, and puts them in a great position uh, as they're finally getting healthy going into that game because he he plays on defense too and is a, a huge playmaker. And to your to your point about Liberty North, I think you're absolutely right. Where they are just on an absolute roll. Their schedule did them no favors starting out the year with Liberty and Ray Peck, which at the time, you know, you you lose those two games. You're like, oh, that's not very good. Th those are probably two of the best teams in the Kansas City area, as it turns out. And, and they have proven with the run that they've gone on ever since then uh, that they absolutely deserve to be in in the conversation for the, the best of the best that, that's coming out of the coming out of KC as well. Zach Willingham Davis is just a, a phenomenal running back for them as well. And their defense is just tough as nails and uh, you know, make it really hard to, to run on them. It, it's, it's going to be a, a really fascinating matchup because that the Liberty Liberty North sort of battle of Liberty early in the season, uh, the blue Jays picked that up and that gave them sort of a, a huge amount of belief and confidence uh, in what they were doing and the, the possibilities of this team but the, you know, the, the second time around, they'll both well versed with what each other are going to try to do from a game plan standpoint. And it should be a really uh, fascinating uh, sort of, you know, chess match as they go through and try to figure out, you know, I, I anticipate this being a coming all the way down to the, um, you know, to the, the last quarter, potentially the last drive uh, to see who is going to be crowned district champion in a, you know, in a battle between two really fierce rivals and, uh, and great teams. Andy, let's get into Class 5 District A. I think this is going to be a real interesting matchup here. We got Staley, uh, the three seed, uh, visiting the one seed, Platte County. Uh, Platte County made a run to um, State in 2019. They were the second place team. Moved up to Class 5. That was one of the biggest stories, I think, of the, um, of the season where we got these classes released. Granted, a few weeks late, but we got them nonetheless. So, um, and plus, you know, Staley is – I feel like Staley's always in the mix. Always, you know, when you think they're down, they're always in the mix. I think they're pretty much like the Kansas City version of Maryville. Like, you know, you think they're down, postseason comes around, right back in the district championship game. So, um, break this down and how they got – how we got here, Andy. Absolutely. I mean, you're absolutely right. Uh, Coach Phil Light does a uh, remarkable job with that program, took the reins from uh, Fred Bouchard a few years ago and has been absolutely no drop off in terms of just the, uh, the culture and the consistent results that they get year after year. They'll graduate a great senior class and here comes the next wave to sort of carry the carry the torch and keep up that tradition going. You know, the, this year has been uh, a little bit you know, they certainly had to really work to get to this point. They held off a, a really strong uh, Park Hill South team. And what could be considered a mild upset, maybe, if Staley was the three seed, the Panthers were the two. Uh, really, you know, defensive slugfest in that one. It was only 14-9 that they were able to come out of it and had a goal line, well, I don't know about a goal line stand, but they stopped uh, Park Hill South in the red zone to end the game. And, you know, was a, just a testament to how, how tough defensively they have been as well. So they've got... Uh, you know, a, a tough matchup and will have to be at their best and especially defensively again in that Platte County rematch who, you know, they've been, as you said, with the, the uh, sort of classifications coming out as late as they did. If Platte County was in class four, uh, man, they would be 
I'd probably favored to get back to that state championship game, I think, but they might be in class five as well as, as well as their plan. Their defense has been, uh, this is one of the better Platte County teams, I think that has been around in the last few years. Uh, and then, you know, Chris Runke, their quarterback, it has just been throwing it all over the field and he's got some, some great, uh, great targets to throw to They're in the passing game. The running game is still trying to sort of find its way and it's been hit and miss, but uh, but when you can throw the ball uh, as well as they they can, that's been uh, the, really the the key factor in helping them you know, stand up as one of the best teams in the state. They needed it against North Kansas City in the semifinals. North Kansas City is uh, an, an impressive team with some really uh, good players. Uh, they've got a great junior class, so watch out for them next year. If you're starting to look ahead a little bit to you know um, at this point next year, I would not be surprised if North NKC is the one seed in that district with this, especially up front. They've just got so much size uh, and a lot of speed. Uh, they run, you know, a pretty good option or uh, just, you know, their running game. They've got so many athletes uh, that, that are, some of which are going to be playing at the division one level. Um, Daniel Joyner, I think is going D1. I, I want to say to maybe a military school. Then uh, Dominique Orange, remember that name. He is a really big defensive tackle who also came up with a made a really athletic play for an interception and people can go to the uh, preps kc youtube channel see highlights from that game and anytime you get a uh, 300 pound uh, defensive tackle that's able to tip up an interception to himself and then run like 50 yards downfield i mean the, the, they've got a lot of really uh, great players but uh, platt county to their credit was able to make the adjustments at halftime and uh, score the last two touchdowns of the game in the uh, at the very end of the second, uh, very end of the third quarter, and then into the fourth to advance and win by a touchdown. So uh, I think that that's a great district uh, as well, you know, especially when you consider four of stages in there. Uh, class five is so tough and, uh, you know, and the same exists on, uh, the same is true on uh, the, the district seven, uh, sort of on the other side. So it's it's going to be a really fantastic to, to see whoever comes out of that. And uh, I expect another, you know, great game between those two, Black County and Staley this week. And then the last one we're going to break down is of class four district eight. Uh, we got Smithville and Cardi left. Um, Smithville, number one seed, the district took care of business against Lafayette last Friday night. But I'll tell you what, though, Cardi, I was impressed with how Cardi performed against Wanataka on Friday. And um, Wanataka was a team that had a little bit of a funk going into that game and, um, you know, happened to end with their fourth straight loss of the season. So, um, Let's um same thing on break down the sister championship game and um how we got here. Yeah, ex to your point exactly. You know that Carney Winnetonka game uh, on paper was always going to be a really exciting one. They played uh, really close last time. Winnetonka actually came from behind during the regular season matchup uh, to to sort of you know get that one uh, and nip Carney at the very end. Uh, but this time it was you know I didn't expect it to be this much of a barn burner. Honestly, I mean. Winnetonka has got some absolute uh, athletes and, and great skill players, Montre Moore, Jason Essex, and, uh, you know, and others that are, can put up points in a hurry on you. And Carney though showed uh, an explosiveness in their offense that was absolutely needed to sort of, you know, keep pace with them and be able to, uh, you know, be able to, to score on their level as well. Uh, Ian Acosta was a, is a junior and, and played quarterback for them last year as a sophomore. He is a, a little bit of a do everything uh, type of skill player right now. And they use him as a, a little bit of a Swiss army knife in terms of, in the, you know, they'll throw it to him in the run game or, you know, uh, to some sweeps and they'll, 
you know, especially try to find him downfield and in the passing game, he made play after play and just had a monster game to, to really keep Carney in that and then, uh, and pull the thing out in overtime. So you know, credit to them, Carney, they were a little bit of an unknown, I think, because they had a COVID 19 related sort of layoff for two weeks. They went th- three full weeks without playing a game and going into districts against Excelsior. So it was a little bit of, you know, not sure how they were going to respond to that coming out of it. They've, they handled Excelsior pretty well, won a thriller against Winnetonka and, you know, got the, got to the rematch in the district final against Smithville with, and the regular season matchup between those two Smithville won 28, 10. And was, that was you know, anytime you can beat one of your fiercest uh, rivals that by that margin, you're going to feel pretty good about going into it. And Smithville's put together a really fantastic season after graduating again, you know, talk about strong programs uh, Coach Ambrosian is doing a, a great job up there, and you know, year after year, they're uh, they're competitive and they play well. Uh, this is with a new quarterback stepping in there as well, and just a they've had had to deal with a couple injuries as well, but they just put together a really strong run of results. And again, anticipating a a really great game between two you know neighboring districts, and uh, should be a, a really fantastic uh, district final. I mean, you want to talk about some of the the rest of the teams in that district, you know, Lafayette and Savannah uh, both had really successful seasons too, I think. And um, I, I think that uh, wh- whoever comes out of that is going to be, have gone through the gauntlet and is going to be in good position to, to continue advancing the postseason as well. I think all three of those matchups are going to be absolutely tremendous there. Um, Andy Meyer, I um, want to thank you so much for coming on. Finally get to talk to you again after all these years. Um, finally got a way to work you in. Um, if you want to check out Andy's work, you can check it out on prepskc.com. Um, I always said Dion Clisson, those guys always do a bang-up job there. So um, you can check out Andy's work there. And um, Andy, thank you so much for um, joining the podcast. Thanks so much, Clifton. Take care.